everyone. Welcome to the June 8th um, Economic Development Subcommittee Plus meeting, the steering committee of the Franklin for All um, project. It, I would like to call the June 8th meeting at 5.35 to order. Uh, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Additionally, in an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to practice participate remotely via phone or Zoom. You think I have this memorized? <laughs> the meetings will also be live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. Um, you can find the link to the Zoom in on the agenda and the town website or you can call in 1-929-205-6099 and then enter the meeting ID number 826-0006-7896 and then press pound. Okay, um, tonight Glenn Jones is, uh, Constable Jones is on, is remote and with me in the chambers is Constable Frangillo, Constable Sheridan, Greg uh, Rondo, Beth Whirling, and Bruce Hunchard. So we're all here um, in person. So I am gonna, then we're gonna discuss the, an update on the Franklin for All, and maybe do a few discuss, have a discussion time, and then um, pick a timeline for the next things we need to do. So I'm gonna throw it over to Jamie. Thank you, Madam Chair, uh, to you the committee. Um, so I added a memo, which is up on the screen. Um, Obviously, uh, we had a great forum, which I know everybody will probably discuss in a little while, but um, this is just kind of an outline of, of where we're going as a project from here. Um, this week, as everybody knows, the strawberry stroll is happening on Friday. Um, Lily Rivera and, uh, and Amy Love and Brian and the staff are putting together a booth. Um, the camera can't catch her, but she's got strawberry sunglasses to get in the spirit, just to give a little bit of a there we go, Lily. Just a little theater. There you go. All the way in the back. We just put in cameras. Uh, so we got Lily's got a festive spirit for the strawberry stroll. Um, and uh, I think that's probably going to end at least this portion of the public engagement piece of the project, which is coming uh, good. And, um, and so then we expect a final report uh, from MAPC at the end of the month, if not a little earlier. Um, uh, complete with maps and exhibits and attachments and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then we're going to try to schedule uh, in another EDC steering committee meeting over the summer. And the proposal, uh, Madam Chair, that I have for everybody, um, which will hopefully be a little fun, there were 11 uh, recommendations, uh, or there might be another one or two from MAPC that'll come out. Um, and uh, I think it's uh, have a little fun. I think every member of the committee should vote. Um, on their top three, say, we can come up with any number, but their top three recommendations that they want to see move forward first. Um, obviously, the staff cannot handle all 11 or 12 or 14 or 15 at once. So um, I think all of you have been coming to all the meetings. Uh, I think it's probably been a lot very informational, fun. Um, and I know we've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of folks in town. I know all of you have had your own conversations with other members in town. And um, we're just looking for uh, kind of an easy and fun way for the committee to give us some direction. Um, just so folks know, after that, 
Uh, once we get some direction from the committee over the summer, then the staff actually have to work on the details. And just so everybody at home is aware, any zoning proposals, or depending on what uh, recommendations, um, also still have to go through the regular process of going to the town council for a referral to the planning board, the planning board will have its public hearings, um, and then they make a recommendation back to the town council um, on those uh, recommendations. Another uh, quick, my final point are, there are um, a couple of uh, uh, more um, uh, timely issues that the staff have identified um, uh, that uh, may need to come before this committee over the summer as well. Uh, namely, one of them is that we are seeing a huge uptick in interest on what's called friendly 40Bs. Um, and the staff, Amy's done a great job of Brian trying to work together uh, to put up uh, likely a preliminary application uh, on friendly 40Bs. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know why there are so many, but there are a lot. And um, that has its own process. So there might be a couple staff recommendations over the summer as well to deal with timely issues that we're really seeing. Um, but other than that, uh, we've looked for guidance from the committee uh, over the summer, and hopefully we can get the process started towards the end of the summer or early fall. All right, thank you. Thank you for that, Jamie. So you think that with us actually agreeing our pick, does each, are you expecting each one of us to pick, um, we get to pick our top three, not necessarily they're the same? Exactly. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, if everybody voted on one for like a couple, you know, if five or six members think that one recommendation is a big priority, well then that probably, you know, moves forward. But uh, there's a lot of recommendations, there's a lot of ideas, there's a lot of diverse ideas dealing with a lot of diverse issues. Yeah. Some are parking related, some are housing related, some are zoning related. Um, and so I think, um, I don't know, I just think that having the steering committee kind of choose their three priorities helps us get an idea for what are cumulatively the most important priorities for the committee. Um, hopefully this works out. I haven't done the math. <laughs> like if everybody picks three different ones and set, you know, I don't know where that goes, but um, you know, I don't know. I think the first thing would be to, to look at the final report, which most of which was linked on the agenda from the slides all of you have already seen. Mm -hmm. I think it's not gonna change dramatically from that. Um, but hopefully everybody has a little fun with it too. And I think each member should, um, my hope would be is that each member of the committee would have some comments and feedback of the justification for why they think those right. ideas are the, right. are the most important too. Because um, really this committee is the one that really has received, I think, the most feedback from citizens, stakeholders, staff, uh, each other. Um, and I think hopefully mm -hmm. we can have some fun with it too. Yeah, I think uh, I just want to make sure it was like we weren't all going to vote on the top three. We were all going to yeah. talk about our top three. Exactly. And so then we can all listen to what each other thinks and why we think it's the top three. And, um, and then hopefully we'll come down to we'll get maybe like there'll be four or five that we all agree are really, really important to do. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously some couple of the recommendations, few of the recommendations are going to come out on top, right? Yeah. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I think that speaks to the diversity of the panel as well. Uh, yeah. Bruce and the planning board members and council members, um, you know, should give a, a good variety of opinion on some of these issues. And I think over the last six months, I would hope to think that a lot of folks um, have, um, including myself, um, you know, have had changing views on a lot of this based on what I've heard from a lot of people. So, um, 
you know, we're looking forward to, to getting the, uh, the best direction possible from the steering committee. It, I, I would say it's been quite uh, an educational process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you need us to think of, should we talk about the date first in J July or August, and then sure. we can like have a chat about what we think, we, if we understand the pro what we're gonna be doing, and then discuss more about if everybody has any concerns or questions about all the stuff we've already done. Okay, so um, is there a date that you wanna fly out there first? I will tell you that the last week of July, so that would be, um, I think it's like the 25th through the, something like that, I, I can't do that. But other, other than that, I'm free. <laughs> the one date that, that does um, point out is um, there is a planning board meeting on June, uh, excuse me, on June. July. Let's get out of June. Yeah. Um, does, it, does it, should it be a Wednesday or do you want to do it any day? So it's really what's available. I'm just okay. looking at the council chamber calendar to make sure we wouldn't be conflicting with, you know, another meeting that July night. 11th of January. Yep. So the week of the 11th, other than the 11th, so the 12th, 13th, 14th, uh, well, the 14th won't work, but uh, the 12th could work. Um, the Monday, the 18th, I think, could work. No. Um, no. Well, okay, the Monday, so the 18th won't work. Can I, wait, can I just say, <laughs> I, want, I want to just say something. So the, um, the final comes out on the 30th, oh, no, maybe. Oh, right? correction. So can we go like later July and yeah. August to give us some time to like yeah. think about it? And Planning board about meeting exactly after August. Okay. July 25th. Right. There is no council meeting on Wednesday the 27th. Oh, and there's no finance way. committee meeting. I know, that's the week. She can't do that. Oh, that's the week you can do that. Yeah. Okay. Do week of the 18th. Can we do like a, a time like now before meeting? Like before the well, we want to be able to, so the point is that we have enough time to be able to talk about it yeah. and discuss things. Um, we always seem that we were being rushed. And so I really want, want us to have the time to discuss the things we want to discuss and, and make sure we all understand each other. So that's why I don't want it to be before okay. meeting. Yeah, okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Oh. Uh, yeah. Make a suggestion that July is, you know, a very busy vacation month for a lot of people. Is it possible maybe to look towards August? Yeah, I'm thinking August. Yeah. I'm out. You're, You're out. out. I think the summer in general is our time. I know. Time. What about the <laughs> when is the when is the meet, when is the council meeting in, in the third and the tenth are both of August are both open. There's no council meetings or finance committee. Okay, so that's August. Yep. Is that correct, Jamie? Those are both right, so uh, August third and August tenth are wide open. You'll be here. I'm going the third. You're going to be any. You can I'm zoom everywhere. in. You can zoom in. I'm um, Councilor Jones, do you have a date preference? Um, hold on one second. I think the tenth would probably be better. August tenth. August tenth. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm sorry, is I couldn't it, hear you. August. August 10th of July. 10th. August. 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 Yep. Um, 10th is fine. Yep. Good. Thank you. Councilor Frangelo. Yeah, I can make anything work. It's a little better. <laughs> well, we have to be able to get the final draft first. Okay. Right? And then we have I to. I think he already knows how he's voting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so August 10th. I don't know about 
Councilor Sharon and he. You guys okay with I think he was going to check. Was he going to yeah. check? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as, as Councilor yeah. checks his calendar. He's calling things off. Is August 10th okay? Yes. August 10th, it is. Okay. What time? I don't know. Maybe you tell, tell me the time. Seven? Six? Yeah. Six thirty? What, what day is it? What day is it? It's a Wednesday. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. <laughs> I mean, the earlier the better for us, but I'm just thinking yeah. that there might be people that want to come. I, I don't know. Five? Six? Five I was thinking six. Six? Six? Great. Pick out of the hat. Six? Six. Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. Six. August 10th at 6 p.m. Look at that. See, we can agree on everything. This is a good sign. Motion to adjourn. That will be an EDC steering committee meeting. That's when we decide, we pick our three priorities and we explain why we have, why there are priorities. Okay, all right, fantastic. So does anyone have any questions about what's gonna happen on August 10th? 6 p.m. At 6 p.m.? We just gonna announce You should have your three top yeah. top recommendations ready and then explanations on why you think they, they're the best ones. Why they should be top priority. Kobe's like I already have mine. No, he looks like he wanted to say something. Well, I, uh, I, I I just hope that we that this doesn't it's okay to have more than three. You know, yeah. like you know, I just hope that it doesn't end up being branded like, oh, we're only allowed to have a third. It's like, they could all be. No, I, I don't think that that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that the staff has yeah. to have something to, something to start with. Yeah. And so what we'll do is we'll give what we want them to start with first. Kobe, you can always add to all and give so the council thing, correct? Yeah. Yeah, they yes. open yeah. The idea is... Beth? Sorry, the idea is to make sure we give direction to the staff. So, yeah. I was just saying, if, if we prioritize all 11, then we love all 11, and we love that to be number one with the staff. Right. Rather than saying pick on three, do you prioritize the 11 in the group that you think it may land? Well, if like everybody wants to do that, I'm just curious. Um, you could. There's, there's no. There's no um, there's no defined system. I will I will completely I, admit that this is like yeah. my thought well, of Jamie trying. Preface his remark saying that the staff could only probably work on three of these before the time. Yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> it's, it's just, three that are priority. I well, can understand that. Well, my thought everybody's going to have probably a priority that they really love, right? And that could be like that could be seven things, like theoretically. Right. Probably won't be, but it could be. That's just we can't do that. Like, I gotta, I gotta draw the line and just say, we gotta, and just so people, just because we pick, say, uh, downtown parking, doesn't mean that that just turns around the next month and we've got everything ready to go. These things get complicated by a lot of other logistical issues, and it just takes time to put everything together and make sure we're putting forth things that are right. So the details still have to get worked out within each recommendation as well. Inclusionary zoning would be the same thing. 40R would be the same thing. Uh, Bruce and I were talking before, I believe we have to accept the 40-hour statute, for example, first, 
then you can do 40 hours. So each recommendation comes, I think, with a lot of back work behind it. And so I think I'm just trying to save all of our sanity by just trying to have some sort of idea of like what really cumulatively, is there one goal that everybody kind of agrees on? Well, that would be great. Yeah. Um, but that could incorporate three of the recommendations because some of them are, you know, they talk about the same thing. Just in that's right. Life. So, I mean, you know, exactly. because you got 11, it doesn't mean you could have three and lump them into one and then have three lump them into another one and three lump them into the third, and then you'd have two you throw off. Exactly. So I yeah. think, I that's, think right. that's what we'll find out when we do this is that we'll be, I think we'll probably all have a bunch of the same things that we want to get done. And then um, we'll, I think we'll actually all 11 will get prioritized at this meeting. Think we'll, or they'll be like, we can do all this together, all this together. After the kind of priorities are there, I think to Greg's point, if you define the first two, three, or four, depending on how they fall, yeah. you might be able to then say as a group, okay, the next batch after that, we'd like to look at these. There are also maybe recommendations that people have ideas that don't fall right into the study. Yeah. So there's nothing limiting, but we're just trying to keep the conversation on the road instead of really truly going off in a million different directions, which is gonna be hard to get consensus. And I think if this committee's committed to a couple ideas that has a lot of support, for example, or even one idea that has a lot of support, I think that gives the community hopefully confidence too, as well as the council and the planning board, that when they go through the process to enact the bylaw, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. that there's good support already for that issue. Right. Um, and if there's an issue on the recommendations where nobody votes for it, just for example, yeah. and I think that tells the community too that might not be the big I was, priority. I was just gonna say that I think there there could be some that none of us want or right. none of us agree with, or that maybe it's not the way we want it to be. So, but we can change it. Exactly. That's, this will be our time to be able to change. What what I was, yeah what I was gonna say is if and if, I was thinking if it was only gonna help Jamie and staff if we could send the prioritized list in for early. He, these guys could see what our thoughts are, even though we pick our best three, so they can see what's already coming from us. Send it in a week early, two weeks early or so. Then they, you know, we're working on things. So, geez, they know the line item number four is the lot ticket for everybody. We already know that one's coming. Just, just the thought, you only pick out three anyways that I know. I'm just thinking if it helps them. Well, listen, they already got 11 that they can look at. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know I, mean, I, I, I think. Um, no big deal. Yeah. I was I was going after must see TV kind of theatrics like everybody in community yeah, meeting yeah, at the edge like of their seat the big see reveal what's Bruce Hunchar going to vote where is Bruce going to stand on these issues uh, get people in the dial, seats dial in and vote dial in and vote yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. all right all right um, Councilor Frangelo I, I think you already alluded to this the, the other part that um, I, I think this is a good idea and, and I understand why it's it's helpful um, I told you my first fear my other fear would be that it's, you know, we've had our minds made up, and so we're here, and we're saying that, and that's the vote, and we're standing by that, as opposed to a conversation of like, hey, well, here's why we should be considering these, and like, okay, well, I'm wasting my third vote on this. You know, I, it sounds like there's enough consensus there, and I also agree with that. That was gonna be my fourth, so let's, let's you know, push for that. Absolutely, I'm sure there's gonna be a tie somewhere in the middle. I agree yeah. with you on that. And I think that the committee, there's nothing restricting the committee from seeing how those priorities come out and then adapting and then agreeing later on saying these two have to go forward the next two after that you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, there's just some way to kind of organize the conversation so we're hopefully not going off in, into orbit yeah I, I i would like it to be it's a conversation yes like we actually discuss things like maybe i don't agree with Greg's three and i want him to explain it to me and that's 
I think that's what I look forward to on August 10th because I think by then we'll have we'll have the final recommendations. Maybe they'll be different than what we already have. Yep. And um, see what happens at the strawberry stroll. Maybe somebody will come up with an even better idea that's already out there. We don't know. And that will and so then we we can discuss it. The other good thing is the legislature will be done with its session on July 31st. So they can't hold any more formal sessions after that. All business will be done by midnight. The governor then will have 10-day veto period. So by that August 10th, we'll know whether those regulations on the commuter rail will be right. etched in stone. My What I hear is that they will be. Yeah. Um, but if there are changes, at least we'll know, at least somewhere around there. And we'll know if there's any additional legislative activity. And most importantly, as you guys all know, I say it all the time, Money. <laughs> if there's any money or, or carrots associated with it, as they rush to the finish line in the next two months, so it's kind of a good time to, to have that conversation. Yeah, I want I want to make sure it's after the legislative session is over, and then we have those dra the the draft things that the com MBTA community isn't a draft anymore. Isn't a draft? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why we should wait a little bit, and we, we have to have time to think about it and talk about it too. So the master plan and the open space plan both uh, expire, if you will. They don't really expire, as you know, but you know, um, we'll be starting in 2023. It's only a year out. So all of this also, to your point, Beth, was partially designed, mainly from a lot of people that wanted to see some change. Uh, but the project that uh, Emma and MAPC did kind of roll right into 2023 were both the master plan and the open space plan uh, procedures. Councilor Jones, do you have any comments or concerns about what's going to happen on August 10th? No, ma'am. Everything's good. Okay, great. Thank you. So, um, I guess one of the other parts of this um, discussion I wanted to have today. So, thank you, thank everybody for being here with us and uh, you know getting this timeline and the date set. It's also like I was just wondering. I feel like we we're going a little fast, so I wanted to slow down a little. I wanted us to all take a, take some time to think about like the public input that we've already had. Does anybody have any questions or comments or concerns about even like the survey? We hardly got a chance to talk about the survey. Um, you know, I mean, to me, like the very end was that MAPC, that um, the MBTA com community. Like they had like these three possibilities. One was like equal d density, and one was downtown d density in downtown, and one was at the um, NBA, NBI. I mean, so um, you know, I didn't know if anybody had any input on that because we totally just we didn't have any time to discuss that at all. So does anybody have anything to talk about about the survey results? Beth. Uh, a lot of um, feedback when I was talking to people 
people during our, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Black Box, the uh, forum. Oh, the second forum, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of feedback I was getting, it seemed like people didn't quite understand or feel they had enough information when taking the survey or even at the forum that they understood what we were talking about. Like, um, things are just thrown at them for MBTA communities or what the zoning terms meant. Mm -hmm. I know we've had a lot of opportunity and familiar, it's easy to sit down and understand what's going on, but to answer a survey, um, there was a lot of information given that you could read, but it's a lot to take in. And the commentary was, didn't know how to understand it. Didn't know when we sat down at the forum what MBTA communities was. So if we're talking about zoning and, you know, throwing out density requirements, what is that? It's just, I don't think people fully understand what we're trying to accomplish, or mm -hmm. maybe some of the terminology is um, scary. So when it comes down to, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be built, but you have to zone for it. Well, what does that mean? Right. To know if people understand that, and I think um, it's just, I'll say it again, it's scary for a lot of people. Uh, thank you for those comments. I, I agree with you, it is scary for people. I mean, I, I feel like I've been studying zoning for like five and a half years, or <laughs> six, four years now, and it's still not easy. Um, I, how, do you have any suggestions on how we can get, make that information easier to understand for people? But for me, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm a very visual person. Show me what it looks like. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? What does that mean? Um, show me a plan um, with pictures. Um, here's what it's going to look like if you have this density in your downtown, or this is what it could look like if you um, are going to Lanes, or this is what it could look like if you want to improve the traffic or you want to reduce the parking, how is that going to work? Where are you proposing to do it? Just fictional examples, like right. I don't know. Not in a community in Boston, but a community in Franklin. Right. Right. What does that look like? Right. Kind of like before and after. Yeah. 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 Before and after. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you just saw the boards that were set, but that's what they attempt to do. Yeah. Just that much like twenty. Okay. Then no. Yeah. There. There. Yeah. either. But I think that that was kind of my understanding about um, the strawberry stroll booth is that there will be pictures like that of what does this mean? Do you, and um, some of the rec when the recommendations came out, they did have there were a few things like like what kind of things like this is the, this density. Um, but I think more more will be better, right? And then that, and that's like we have to get people to get to the strawberry stroll booth to talk about it, to look at it, and then we'll you know I know some of us will be there. Hopefully, everybody everybody can spend some time there, and we can help explain it to people. And then I guess also, what does that mean to the town? What taxes will that bring in? What will it mean for impact on services? I know there's a and. I think one of the big questions a lot of people seem to ask is water. How do we educate people on how water works in the town so there's not a misconception all the time? And we have a website that explains how that works. We already do, and I'm sorry if I'm not aware of that. But here's your questions or a fact sheet. You know, this is what this means. Um, let's just put that out there. Um, 
I, I agree with you because I know a lot of people complain about water, water a lot, or they don't complain, but they, they wonder, like, how can we do this if there's always this, so there's like, a, like it's water conservation, it's not a ban, um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of levels to the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Can maybe a way to get that information out there. I think maybe does DPW have a fact sheet somewhere or mm -hmm. literally out there? Madam Chair, yes. we do. Um, uh, you know, we're certainly no, far from perfect. There are certainly some things um, that we don't have uh, perfectly pitched in a nice format that's a page. I think Council Hamlin actually hit the nail on the head. Um, you said you've been looking at zoning for five and a half years and you're still a little frightened by it. Um, I think uh, Bruce and Greg and others who have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 still uh, can get nervous from it. I think the reality is, and, and this is not me pushing back on every citizen, um, it takes a lot of personal time of a two-way street to people to want to come in to learn about all these dynamics. And even when you hear it the first time, even on water, we talk about this every day with people, they still don't budge usually from what their, view, what their perception is. Um, you know, between a conservation plan, a water ban, what's the relationship with the state permit? We just opened two new wells with, you know, so, you know, we get these questions all the time, but I think for a lot of residents, it's frustrating because we're all busy. Um, they don't have a lot of time, but there's not really a cliff notes that can be easily summarized to all this stuff. I think, unfortunately, for people who really want to dig into it and understand it, um, it, it takes years of meet, going to meetings, reading materials, being on our blog, we we send out an annual drinking water report, which explains a lot of that each year. Um, and so it's yeah. yeah. Steve reminded me it just came out, so yeah. Um, yeah. it's in everybody's mailbox. Um, they probably throw it away. Um, truthfully, I think most people just discard it as junk mail. Um, and probably even if they look at it, they probably don't read the whole thing. I don't know a lot of people that have an extra hour of their time just thumb through the drinking water report, but they know there's a water ban, right? They know there's a drought, and uh, it's tough. It's yeah. just tough. Okay, well, thank you. Sure, I guess my question yeah. is, do we yes. have like on the main page like a frequently asked questions where you don't have to dig through to find it, and you just click and say, oh, here's the info I'm looking for in the water, or here's the info, or where to find things? Do you, know what you have yes. to know where to look. Yeah. Staff <laughs> we do, we do. You have to know where to look. You, if you don't know where to look, you're right, you give up and you walk away. Mm -hmm. But if you know and you can go on and say, Frequently asked questions, I would be like, maybe a little bit that. Do you know how long the frequently asked questions could be? Yeah. It could go on longer than it would take for you to actually find it on the website. And, and all joking. But you know what? Yeah. It's a place to start, and maybe just keep making that list longer and longer. And Click on the link, and there you go. Well, there are, there, there are bubbles on the front of the website that go like there's a budget button, and there's like other buttons there. Great. So, like, like it would be nice if there was like a is there a water button? No, is it or a Sony button? But so, there's not a there, there are a lot of buttons on the home page, yeah. And um, trust me, there are. 100, 200, 300 opinions of what should be first on the homepage. Yeah. But if you do just hover over departments, you get water right there. Yeah, right. And so, um, you know, uh, we've whittled down the homepage so that it's not 
in everything page because at some point stuff just has to kick up. There is storm water right there. Um, so that's a start that should at least get you into water. And then hopefully when you get into water, if you're not interested in storm and maybe you're interested in sewer, you could get to storm water and find water and sewer. Or you could just search in the box. We have a, we have a keyword yeah. search. It's yeah. Google. It's, I think people don't expect us to be proficient like Google, but we are. Alicia's bobbing her head at you. Yeah. yeah, I never search through the web page. I always do the keyword search. Well, I'm not trying to stray with something. No, I'm just. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. We're just, we're just getting to know each other. <laughs> no. Um, I think Bruce has a comment. Well, I was just going to say, I haven't read this page from page. I did print it out, but I haven't yeah. had a chance to read it yet. Um, and I got to say that probably 80% of this deals with housing. And I got to guess that that survey. Where did housing come in on that survey? Probably on the bottom and not at all. Nobody's talking about housing, they're talking about the ice cream. Zeotrope yeah. the Theater, the, uh, the art gallery, you know, the down, quaint downtown system. But, you know, most of this here, if you read it, is gonna talk about housing, and housing is gonna breed a bigger population. And uh, as far as water, as far as I know, in my 30 years on the ZBA, we've had consultants that come in and work for the town previous years. Franklin's blessed with an enormous amount of water under the ground. It's just that over the years, the state's never, well, not the state, but the town's never presented anything to expand on what they can draw from the ground. They're limited what they can draw from the ground. And they've done a lot of work in, in some wells, uh, putting resource systems in and, and cleaning them up and waste water treatment systems and, and, and cleaning everything up. But uh, you know, as far as I know, everything I've ever been told is there's plenty of water in town. So, you know, it was always a distribution problem before. They've been, they've taken uh, great pains to try to alleviate that, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, once they put a well in up on Washington Street, they couldn't even fill it because they couldn't get the water up there. But uh, I think it's full now, but, uh, you know. That was a while ago, right? Huh? That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's what I mean. They've, yeah. they've made great strides in providing water to everybody that's in town. As far as water for your grass, that's where everybody gets the water. They see the signs on water van. It's not you can't drink the water, or use the water. So they don't want your water in your lawn. Right. You know, but. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I think some of the the housing issues came up uh, through through the MAPC um, economic development study that was done before that and in 2019 and that's why we kind of worked towards having this um, project was because people wanted more affordable housing there are people in town that um, their kids can't live here they want to they want to downsize so um, the survey that was the recent survey might not have made it as a priority because they're thinking about shops downtown but overall, in the past two years, I think we've got lots of feedback from people about how they want more housing, more affordable housing. Um, and so I think that's probably why we're, and we're, we're talking about this. How do we make housing without building the infrastructure or, or stressing the town budget to build more infrastructure to take care of it? And I think that's where a lot of um, the recommendations, that's why we have those recommendations. Well, you're just trying to increase the density downtown. That's what it amounts to. Yeah. You know, but if you're going to do that, you're going to bring more people. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. This is 80% housing and not, you know, the rest of it's right. just flood. Right. The rest of it, some of the rest of it could be how you get to the housing. Because nobody's just going to come in and build housing unless right. they can make money on it. So that might be the commercial 
cashback on the first yeah. deal. Yeah, like mixed use. Mixed there use was a big, yeah. big push for mixed use, which I thought was, I agree with. Um, I think Councillor Sheridan, no, Councillor Sparangelo? Sure. Um, just, uh, my own thoughts with that. I think, I think you covered it, but certainly there's more than uh, the survey that's being considered, but also housing means people who can keep our businesses afloat downtown, and it means uh, revenue for the town to keep the services that you enjoy. Um, and a, a big piece of it is not only more housing, but more types of housing, um, housing available at different, for different lifestyles and different income levels um, as we see our population begin to only be uh, parents and kids, um, and, and we're losing uh, our seniors, you know, housing for our seniors, and housing for our kids our, and young professionals who, you know, um, are graduating from college and don't find a, uh, a home for, them, for themselves in, in Franklin. So I think that's. Okay. Well, um, you know, Greg. Yeah, um, with the housing thing, you just got to take into consideration traffic is always. We, we got we got hit the other night with traffic, traffic, traffic. traffic so wherever your housing goes, you're gonna have traffic. But wherever your parking goes, you get traffic. <laughs> but you have Absolutely. to have you have to have both in order to make it conducive we, for everybody. That's that's the whole thing. Exactly, correct. So, I think it's kind of a yeah, it's a balancing <laughs> act. So I'm just saying. Um, this is Emma housing. here. I just want to chime in really quickly. I don't want to take away from any of your conversation, but um, I actually am pulling in uh, someone from the transportation team to do a little bit of impact work around traffic because I know that that has come up a lot. And, you know, I think now that we have an idea of the, the build out that might happen, the kind of dimensions and what that means for density, we could actually like come up with some some something a little bit more specific um and i think will hopefully be be helpful there thank you emma that will be great um so does so um let's see so at the black box forum um someone said to me that they had um they didn't think that we hadn't talked about this at all during the election and it wasn't an item on the election and i just wanted to set the set the record straight that we actually started this in 2019 um, in 2021 i had it on my list of things to do so i think it what we have been talking about i just want everybody to know we've been talking about this for years um, it's not something that somebody just came up with and um, it's something that i think um, will help Franklin, if we all can get everybody to understand a little bit or not be afraid, as um, Beth said, you know, like we, we're just trying to figure out what's the, the solution to the problems that we're hearing about. So um, I just wanted to let people know that we have been talking about this for a long time. It's not something that just popped up out of the blue. So um, did, does anybody have any other um, questions or concerns about the forum? Well, we did talk about a lot that the uh, candidates made something like that. Yeah. 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 We talked about the, the recs that have been provided to us in the space today. Can we talk about that? Um, do you want to talk, talk about it? Sure. Yeah. If you wanted to talk about what the recommendations do you want to 
I just don't want to jump the agenda. People have no, I mean, that, this was just for us to actually have a discussion. So I, I feel like now, like the discussion we had, I think between Bruce and Beth last time was really good. And now, um, go ahead. Is, is Emma paid to be here? Does, does she have to respond? Or no. should we leave her no. alone? Leave her alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was saying like you don't have like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to understand the you, you guys need to. I'm just being a little blunt. You guys need to really talk. Yeah. I mean, Emma's great, and she did a great report. We'll get the final stuff. My opinion. Everybody else's is great, but eventually, these are the leaders of the community. You guys need to have your own conversation, right. which is why we're also trying to do that meeting in August without any other meeting after. Okay. Yes. So if it goes for yes. five hours. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, but we have two hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. So if there's something that you want to discuss, it's okay. Sure. So I, I, I'm yeah. hoping to, if anyone has uh, more information on how an overlay district works, um, where does it uh, overtake the zoning of that area? Is it only for the 40 yards? Like if you're putting in a 40 yard. Then you follow those new guidelines. Okay. Brian is here, and he's right. He got up to answer that question. In overlay district, excuse me, Brian Sperner, um, director of planning community development. Uh, an overlay district is exactly that. It's over the zoning districts that are in place. So if you have a commercial district, and you put over that a certain type of uh, multifamily. You know, zoning over the, as an overlay, uh, it doesn't coincide necessarily with the exact zoning district of, say, Commercial One or downtown. It could be two or three different zoning districts. It could be portion, portions of it. it. Doesn't have to be the whole thing. And it's best if it's parcel specific, so you end up with, you know, so there's no doubt that what parcels are in that overlay. Uh, but if 40R is uh, is a process to actually get to that point, deciding on all kinds of different details and how big it will be and what they have given you a proposal on what they recommend but it doesn't mean that would be the exact thing you can change the size of it you can change it either bigger or smaller and uh, and go from there so. appreciate that uh, i can just add that um in terms of like if a project um is coming before the board um, an applicant basically has the option if they want to utilize the base zoning or the overlay zoning and so obviously like if a certain use is only allowed in the overlay and not the base district they can only use the overlay but they kind of have the option so like the base zoning exactly doesn't completely go away okay we have a couple of overlay districts in frank yeah, yeah. zone six would have been the condos mm -hmm. from years ago right. and zone seven is the one down by the golf course there and the marijuana. Yeah, that's an industrial. industrial. So it sort of opens up some other uses, or you can default back to the current. Well, they usually, those, most of those overlay districts, other than the marijuana, when they put it in, like the Zone 7 was site-specific for that particular location. The, the, it, it exists in the town of Franklin, but you have to go to the council and get the council to rezone a parcel that somebody wants to develop under a Zone 7. Cool. Um, my other main thought, and, and this is um, something that, that continues to come up, I actually was able to respond to Emma and got, got a great response um, that I, I think one of the only things that was 
perhaps lacking for me was around parking. I think that a lot of what we've been talking about in terms of stifling development and stifling the type of development that we want, um, as well as reducing traffic, um, comes back to forcing developers to put an excessive amount of parking in places that we don't want an excessive amount of parking. Um, and so I, I would like for that to be a continued part of this conversation and perhaps even further than uh, what was asked about, right? Like we're talking around the downtown, walking distance from the URL with Gatra access, um, with hopefully expanded uh, alternative transportation uh, routes within walking distance of you know, groceries and, and everything else um, that you need. Um, think that it's about time that we uh, move on from understanding that every uh, person will own two cars in that area. Um, in fact, we could open up the possibility that someone, including many people who already live in Franklin, could live here without a car. Um, so I could hope with that we keep that within our, our realm of uh, possibilities. Okay. Yeah. Anyone? Beth? Yes, thank you. Um, I think um, on the front of the mixed use, I think there's a recommendation for mixed use definition. Mm -hmm. um, right. Would love to see a percentage requirement for mixed use if we're going to go down the road of um, requiring developments to have. Um, Mixed use component that it is an actual mixed use. My clients, you have to read the definitions first before you go on. It's not clear to me. But there's, there's, I think that's one of the things that Emma did say was that there was no definition. So okay, that's great. I mean, that's definitely one thing we should, we should, we, we will work on. Um, I think, I think there's the recommendation for the definition, but I would love to see it be greater in size for next year. Well, that could be part of the definition. So. So do you mean, Beth, do you mean um, mixed, like wh what What exactly does that mean? Does that mean like 10% housing and 90% commercial or yeah, like what? A question. I'm not sure and I think that's something to explore. Yeah. And I think, um, and this is where I get a little bit concerned that we're moving a little too quickly, but these are really big topics to look at. So do we examine this further? Like. If I'm looking at this and I want to make a recommendation for my property, I think that that mixed use definition and those things are going to be a top priority for me. Mm -hmm. So that's a really important one. If we're going to be developing and redeveloping our downtown and we want to encourage, or even in the commercial rent space, and we want to encourage uses that are going to bring people, um, you know, as Cody saying, reduce the parking, we want to understand what we're going to be bringing to these businesses and to these mixed use buildings. We want to encourage housing. Great, but let's make sure we're, we're having the right mix in the buildings. And let's look at that. What does that really mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just want to make sure 
you know, if we're going to be giving our recommendation at the August meeting that we would we know what we're recommending. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> and I know I, after the fact, staff is going to look at it. Yeah. Understand that. Yeah. But so that, I want to make a recommendation, knowing I'm recommending this because I, I don't. I just want to know more information. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's. It, I find that one of the things when people get confused about when they try to look at zoning and what, how can I do things and what, what what can I do, it's very difficult to read through bylaws and the zoning table and um, and to make it clear a clear definition of what you can do by right. I think would be very important. The percentage would be something that I would expect, I would hope that an expert would recommend and then we can discuss it. Well, that mixed use bylaws is fairly recent. I don't know when that came into being, what, five years ago maybe? The mixed use component. Brian, you can, Brian, you can answer that. Yeah, we don't actually have a so-called mixed use pilot. Uh, what we have, for instance, in the downtown commercial zone is uh, allowed uses either by right or special permit mm -hmm. in the downtown core and you can also have housing in the, up on the second floor and above by right up to one unit per 3,000 square foot of, of so in reality you already can have a mixed use development in the downtown if you have in the in downtown core and if you have a housing component of it it has to be a mixed use because you have to have commercial in there also. Mm -hmm. So the definition may not be precise, but in the downtown core, you already have that. Right. Yes, but not in commercial one. No, but not commercial one or other zones. Right. So for clarification purposes, when you're talking mixed use, do we have defined what we consider a commercial use, a retail use? Um, what we would consider if an applicant's bringing something in to say what a use would be. Office, professional, medical, right. something What we're going to allow with those spaces to be a true mixed use, as I consider mixed use to be, you know. Unfortunately, that's not going to help you, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about any specific project. Yeah. I'm talking about what we want to do to make our downtown better. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I think that would be helpful. It needs to be defined. Yes. When you're That's creating the zoning yeah. bylaws, it needs to be defined specifically. Yeah. If you're too general, then you're going to you know, end up things that uh, come to town you may not really want. So right. it's, it's up to the town to decide. Exactly. So there's like six months. <laughs> I have one follow-up question. Yeah. Not question, just a comment. As far as housing is concerned, you know, obviously, yes, we want to do housing. We want to increase housing that's affordable and um, keep our residents here, keep our, our, our elderly seniors here, our low-income populations. We can keep who we can here or bring in residents that I think, in my opinion, we want to make this town friendly to all that want to live here. That's why this is for all. Um, I also want to make sure that we are making an effort to have inclusionary zoning. We want to make sure we maintain our 10%. Um, mm -hmm. We want to look at our traffic um, and, and figure out all those ways that this can work together. Um, I think the blanket, let's increase housing, um, is, is, needs to be careful how we look at that. So. 
Um, I totally agree with you. I think, well, I mean, one of the things that we've tried to do before on this committee is to do an inclusionary, inclusionary zoning um, to keep, I, I, th I feel like our job is to make sure Franklin never goes below the 10%. And, um, and so that's one of my big issues. Um, but Jamie had something he wanted to add. Just really quick, Madam Chair, I, I agree with Beth. Um, this is this is a, a lot of work for a lot of citizens. Um, my only uh, my only uh, suggestion is, and, I, and she wasn't saying this, but I think when the when the zoning bylaw comes out, for example, for the downtown for defining that, I think the downtown stakeholders or folks that would be there or who are interested in that topic, I think they have to show up at those meetings when the planning board has hearings, when the council has them. I mean, there is a three-month, roughly, process of input. And I think if we don't look at it that way and we and we, we wait too long, I think we then lose some of the momentum that's been here. So I agree, people really do, this is very complicated to understand, um, and that's kind of why we're asking for just a few items to start with, so that people can come along with us on this, as opposed to feeling constantly frustrated. But as I said earlier, they got to show up at the meetings. And Congress and Austin Class, I think, nailed it. Uh, we was here in May. You know, what's his advice to the citizens in town? Engage locally and do it face to face. They got to show up. Um, I think oftentimes we hear about this stuff way after, and people get angry and upset, and they don't know how it happened, and they're not signed up to our email list. They're not signed up to the legal notices list. They, they just don't engage. And I think. When those hearings come up and those decisions made and those proposals come forward, you know, I think it's incumbent upon hopefully all of us to get the message out. And then to the point about um, definitions, um, I agree. When when folks give us their recommendations in August, I hope that that also includes comments that you just made. You know, why and what are your hopes in those definitions or or or, or stories or setbacks? You know, even just comments are going to help Brian and Amy and all of us be able to formulate more accurate proposals before it goes before you. So I'm hoping that that commentary that night as well, and even in the dance, Greg, you're right. If people have thoughts, please send them our way uh, beforehand so we can accumulate as much information to make it as effective as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Does anyone else have any other um, comments? Councilor Jones, do you have anything to add? Nope. That sounds good to me. Okay. Councilor Frontillo? Yeah. I, I do think that, um, yes, all residents should engage as much as they possibly can. Um, we also know that not everyone has equal ability to engage, and systems that are reliant upon uh, responding to only those who show up. Uh, time and time again bias those who um, have more flexibility to show up. And I think that it's on us as elected officials to proactively go out and engage others. I would push uh, you know, everyone on the steering committee and, and anyone who's part of this conversation to uh, be proactive in their engagement uh, of other people um, and engagement of we're the ones who have the time, who, are, who have been elected to uh, spend the time to think deeply about these things and purely relying or, or overly relying on 
you know, the 10 people who are happen to be able to show up on a random, you know, Wednesday night um, might not lead to the best outcomes. Thank you for your comments, Councilor Frangelo. I think that means like everyone, if you if you got to be at the strawberry stroll on Friday, come down and talk to us and see and see the recommendations. Um, and then we can, the more we get to talk to people face to face, I think it's the be the better. Oh, you have a comment? Um, someone from the audience has a comment. Thank you, Madam Chair. Steve Sherlock, 10 Large Drive, Community Information Director for Franklin Madden, Franklin TV, Radio, etc. Um, picking up on two points from earlier, uh, one for in particular in the water, I spent after 15 years of doing this stuff, I spent 90 minutes with our water guys. So there's three podcasts, approximately 30 minutes each, that are on the town website that go from the well to the tap. Everything you want to know, including the water report, which is why I knew the new one just came out, because we went through the water report and explained some of the things that are in there. On the town water site, you can Google it, it's there. I highly recommend listening to it, because it's only 90 minutes three sections, you can listen it on your time. Second point, uh, if people can't make it to the Strawberry Festival, Strawberry Stroll, excuse me, um, to have those materials available so that those other discussions, because I agree, the discussions need to happen, but they can't always happen just in the one place where they should. So make those materials available so that they can happen in other places, whether you hold another informal session at the library or do something at the senior center, because I think there's another official town meeting, town council, you know, breakfast at the senior center sometime before, at least twice perhaps before your August 10th one. So those are other opportunities. And clearly Franklin TV, radio, and Franklin Matters will continue to help to spread the word, to be involved, to be engaged, to have the discussion, because it's important. Because Franklin <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sherlock. That was a good plug. Um, <laughs> I, I like your idea about the senior center office hours. Um, I try to make those. I think it would be nice to have the the panels there. I mean, I went to one a discussion there. It was just like Eversource or something, but it was a nighttime thing. Maybe we can do a some kind of informal discussion then? June 16th, 8.30 a.m. June 16th, 8.30 a.m. is the next uh, monthly senior center coffee hour. Um, we've been having for years now, and Representative Roy uh, and his staff also show up as well. Um, it's been a real great benefit for a lot of folks, and it's a good opportunity for coffee talk, I think is what Steve's. Um, talking about. In fact, the last one actually was quite good. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of great people around. We had to move up to the big table. <laughs> so many people that wanted to talk about stuff in town. So yeah, it was it was good. Might be another good good opportunity. Um, Emma, Emma, can we could we get the boards to have for that that you'll have at the strawberry stroll? Yes. Um, so I had sent them to you, and then I also um, have put in a request to our communications team to make sure that those are all up before the strawberry stroll. So okay. if people, you could, so we have, we'll be giving a handout out at the strawberry stroll that has 
a QR code to the recommendations document Excellent. and also has the, you know, just the regular website and all those materials will be posted there by the event. So that way, if they go to the website, they can access them. Excellent. Thank you for the QR code. It makes it easier for a lot of people. Um, so yeah. we will have that information out. We'll have to get the QR code and, and send it out to everyone we know and have it there at the office hours. Also, so there's going to be boards. I assume there's going to be boards at the Strawberry Stroll. I'm looking at Brian, and he's nodding yes. Lily's in the back. She and Lily, and so stroll. we could put those boards up at the Senior Center sometime and have a discussion and have let people, more people see it. Melanie, where's the booth going to be? Where's it located on Main Street? The booth is... Lily? Lily, could you come up to the microphone? You're the next contestant. It's on, <laughs> tell, us, tell everyone all about the booth. Oh, she's got to get her. She's got to get her, in her strawberry glasses. Name that tune. Hey, Lily Rivera, marketing and can you hear me? Marketing and communications specialist for the town. Um, so we're going to have a multi-part booth at Strawberry Troll at the intersection of Dean Ave and Main Street. We're going to be across from the stage. So if you see someone with his glasses on, make your way on over. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a magic mirror as well. And so it's going to have Franklin and me on it. We're going to have the boards right across the way. Um, sort of in the spirit of reimagining and looking towards the future, sort of mirroring that idea with the magic mirror photo booth. Um, so yeah, right across from the street, from the, from the, street, the, um, the stage, from the stage. Um, I think we're going to be next to the Art Association. I don't have the map print out on me. Um, but right, we're going to be splitting the alleyway. I believe there's um, murals there, I'm not sure. Yeah, right next to the uh, Rockland Trust, a small building next to the Rockland Trust. Right. That's approximately what we're doing. Okay, so right in front of the Rockland Trust, small. Small building. In the alleyway, she said, right? Right, right in the alleyway. There's an alleyway between there and Frank. Well, not in the alleyway. No. So there's going to be a photo booth, and then and people can. What did you say? Reimagine the future? Yeah, is that what no, you, just like in the spirit of reimagining and looking through the future. You know, you like look at a magic mirror, and it tells you the future. It's sort of like mirroring that same concept. It's kind of very like <laughs> abstract, but that it's fun. So cool. Come see us. So do you have any <laughs> questions for Lily while she's up here? Councilor Jones? No. <laughs> he's like, he's like very quiet. He's so quiet. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Lily. We will see you on uh, on Friday. 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 The weather will be good. Okay. Next Friday. This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Okay. This Friday. My mistake. I do make one every thirty years. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I can't even respond to that. It's all good. So, um, I just want to thank everyone for having this discussion. I feel like we're um, we're comfortable with each other. It's, I think it's made a huge difference. And um, August tenth will be a lot of fun. And um, we will hopefully everyone will get a chance to be at the booth on Friday, and we can all just um, have fun together and talk to people and. Um, I think I think we can we could share our enthusiasm for um, for this project because it's really it's really it can be really fun so, so don't let it um, scare you. How's that? Good. That's good. Okay. <laughs>
With that, I would accept the motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Okay, I have a, and I will do a roll call vote. Councilor Jones? Yes. Councilor Frangillo? Yes. Councilor Sheridan? Yes. Mr. Rondo? Yes. Ms. Whirling? Yes. Mr. Hunchak? Yes. Chair says yes. Good night, everybody. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.